Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hello, and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am your host, Shane Grove, and with me tonight is the super producer, Jason. Greetings, everyone. Jason, um... You know, I'm glad that you could join me tonight um, because we have a really cool guest on. Um, we've been trying to have her on. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that when once we introduce her and uh, start talking. What happened the last time we tried to ha- we tried to record a episode with her? But uh, before we get into it, let's remind everybody after they listen to this episode. Please, you know, make sure you go find us on Facebook at our After the Shadows uh, forum page or discussion page or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's yes. a uh, it's a place for all for all of our fans, uh, met, you know, people that you know want to throw some stuff, some paranormal stuff up there for discussion. Uh, you know, we obviously encourage everybody to do that. We we talk about the episodes that are coming up and a lot of people will chime in and let us know what they think or what they thought. So it's kind of a cool place for everybody to go and uh, become a little community. Um, I cannot take responsibility for the community having higher taxes and terrible roads, but uh, (laughs) this is, this is, we'll blame that on, Hey, we will blame that on the judge, especially since he's not here tonight. Um, but also, find us on Instagram, find us on Twitter, check out our YouTube channel. All of our episodes are on our YouTube channel, From the Shadows Podcast. Um, 
What else? What else am I forgetting? Uh, you're forgetting our From the Shadows podcast uh, regular Facebook page. Yeah, regular Facebook page. I, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, we, we get so, I mean, we have about the same amount of membership for After the Shadows and the From the Shadows podcast Facebook page. But we have so much more interaction on the After the Shadows page. I, I think we know why that is, but uh, I encourage everybody, just go ahead and be on the safe side. Like both of those pages, if you don't already. Go ahead and like them. And, um, and then well, however you're listening to us, if it's on Spotify, um, Apple, Stitcher, um, the 500 other seemingly ways seeming ways that you can listen to us make sure that you subscribe like us rate us on apple um if you're listening to us on the odyssey radio network get on the odyssey radio network's facebook page tell them how much you enjoy us just don't tell them how much you don't enjoy us because we don't <laughs> we don't want to hear that nonsense <laughs> we don't want to hear that nonsense but we do take all compliments and well wishes and we will uh we'll listen to those <laughs> And Kat, so we, haven't, we haven't even introduced our guest yet, yet, and she's still she's already paying dividends. She's chomping at the <laughs> bit. Out, yes, yes, because our merchandise page should be up very soon. Should be up very soon. Yeah, on there you'll be on there you'll be able to buy T-shirts, uh, coffee, coffee mugs, mugs yeah. stickers, and exclusive autographed copies of the. Not quite best-selling, but they are selling uh, From the Shadows Volume 1 and Volume 2 and the soon-to-be-released From the Shadows Volume 3. So all, there's, there's, you know, I we've put together some, uh, some cool little merchandise packages together uh, that you can buy and, and get some of all that stuff. So, so look, be on the lookout for that, and we'll make sure to let everybody know. So, so enough about the shameless plugs for everywhere you can go find <laughs> us and talk about us and everything like that. Let's let's introduce our guest tonight. Um, uh, you know, I've been thinking about a really like an appropriate you know lead in, okay? But uh, I I just I just think she's a really cool chick. So, so we'll, we'll introduce her as a really paid in stickers for this interview. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so we're going to introduce this cool chick and then we'll get into all the different things that, uh, she's bringing to the table. So, uh, Delilah Mansour, I got the last name right, right? You did. It's so awesome to hear someone not pronounce it Mansour. Man sour. See, now that you said that, that's how I'm going to think. Don't say it, please. And if I and if we could have secured the rights to the uh, plain white tees, hey there, Delilah, we would have played that leading in to you coming on. Um, because it was it was under debate. We were seriously considering doing that. Why did you do Tom Jones? It's, it's just a murder ballad. I mean, doesn't that sound appropriate? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Listen, if I'd like to just do un, uh, undo three buttons on my shirt and pretend I was Tom Jones. <laughs> you know, Women's just... underwear will be thrown at you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which, 
you know, I don't want to give away too much, but I'm sitting down here in our basement near the laundry room. There might be some women's underwear. Plenty of women's underwear. So, if not, I know there are pairs of mine that I can throw at myself. You can so, throw at if, if if anyone wants to see Shane throw underwear at himself, please respond on the After the Shadows discussion page. Podcast now. <laughs> well, I will tell you, I will, I will tell you this. It will cost you money. <laughs> I'm going to take You're a cue. Start at an, what is it? A fans only page and only fan page. Oh, geez, Al. <laughs> People pay you, for membership to see you throw underwear at yourself. <laughs> you know, this is after recording the episodes for uh, the, the upcoming episodes for the midweek howl the other day. I didn't think we could go any further left of a turn than than that what we did there and i think me throwing underwear at myself for money is way worse than what we we did on the midweek howl and speaking of the midweek howl the new episode will be released in the morning so make sure you check it out on your favorite podcatcher hey but 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 jason this episode's coming out friday (laughs) So, oh, absolutely. So, you're right. So, well, so you're Midweek right. Howl comes out in the midweek, which is Wednesday. So if you're listening to this episode and you haven't listened to the Midweek Howl, it's already three days old. What are you waiting for? So Check it out. It'll be there. Okay. All, All right. Let's, so let's get back get, to business. So let's, let's get back to Delilah. So Delilah, hey, um, tell... Give a, give our uh, listeners a little bit of a background about yourself, and um, you know maybe kind of tell them how we got in touch and and sure. what started this whole whole journey of, of having you on the podcast. Sure. Well, uh, to preface who I am, I would say that I am a pretty cool chick. <laughs> I've already said that. Everybody knows that. I second that. Okay, okay. No. Um, okay, um, my name is Delilah. Uh, I was, uh, I'm, I met Shane through Instagram. I am uh, one of the older millennials, so I actually didn't have an Instagram until recently. The only reason I had an Instagram was because I wrote a book series. And so I was just cruising around Instagram, and I saw someone soliciting for uh people's uh supernatural experiences and i personally have had many supernatural experiences uh before and after i became a christian um i spent the good majority of my young adult life uh practicing the occult and kind of dabbling in different uh different realms of the occult uh palmistry uh tarot uh astrology um ghost hunting uh, Ouija board. I mean, um, if you, you know, I, I was a dabbler. I had my finger in many things, uh, many different pies. I, I think I'm saying that right. That's the right euphemism, correct? Um, <laughs> well, it, well, seemingly before you became a cool chick, you were really bad. Chick. You were really. I was a bad chick. You were bad. I was bad and cool. Now I'm just, and I'm good and cool. So uh, <laughs> now that I, I've been saved for about ten years now, and um, a couple of years ago, about five years ago, the Lord put it upon my heart to write a a book. Um, I had been through some tough times at that point. I had some questions for him, and he just said, "Hey, I can answer all your questions, but we're going to do it in a book format." And I was like, "Wow, okay, that's an interesting way of going about it, Lord." And so I actually wrote a book series for young adults. 
Um, it is called the Road to Golgotha series. Um, book one has just been uh, released a couple of days ago. It is available on Amazon in paperback and digital form. Basically, to just sum it up in a nutshell, it is a story about a young woman who finds herself in a futuristic, post-apocalyptic zombie, <laughs> I guess I should say a zombie post-apocalyptic scenario, and she must rely on the Holy Spirit to help her survive. Now, that and, sounds cool. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys might know this, but uh, the Christian world, we don't have a whole lot of stuff that's, you know, kind of outside of the realm of what you might find on PureFlix. Um, a lot of Christian media is very safe and and very easygoing and easy to digest. And honestly, I'm going to just be blunt. A lot of it is not made well. Um, it's many, you know, people who are probably sitting in their congregation and go, hey, pastor, I just have this cool idea. Let's write it down on a piece of paper. And pastor goes, well, we got a budget for it. And they make, you know, a little film or a couple episodes or something. But I just remember being a young adult, uh, becoming a Christian and saying, wow, I'm really disappointed with the media that's out here and the book selection that's out here. And so it, it really became a passion of mine to incorporate elements of what people currently enjoy in entertainment and then make it where it has a moral. It has, a, you know, a story that has depth to it. It has characters that you can learn from. It has role models that you would want young people to, you know, to look to. Um, like, I don't know if you guys heard of the show 13 Reasons Why. Like, that's essentially a show about young people and that's about murder and suicide. Like, why would I want my young children, uh, my young adult children to watch that? And so yeah, I felt like... It's funny you say, it's funny, it's funny you say that. I just, um, I just did, I heard about that series. Um, right. From a, from actually a guy I work with. And he was telling me because it's um, it's pretty tough to watch, you right. know. He said it really. It's uh, I think it, I think the premise is though that it deals with some really hard to to talk about and deal with issues that really do affect some of the you know kids these days that Absolutely. probably that probably didn't affect. You know, I mean, I'm way older than you and Jason, so <laughs> the same things that affected you guys when you guys were kids right. didn't, you know, didn't affect me. I mean, right, right. it's just I can't even imagine being a kid um, these days. You know, what? Right. It'd be tough. You know, although man, if I had social media back in the day, <laughs> I ooh, would be doomed. <laughs> I'd probably be doomed. I would have been. Suspended, um, you would have been uh, dangerous. <laughs> I would have been. Oh man, it would have been. Shoo, yeah. it would have been. I would have been I don't think I'd be able to live it down. Whatever I would have posted back then, but you know, I do think that I'm not saying that we can't discuss dark things or that we can't discuss, uh, you know, stuff that maybe affects young people that didn't affect young people 20, 30 years ago. My book is full of, you know, zombies. So that means that there's going to be violence in it. Uh, they, you know, they deal with um, they deal with slavery. They deal with cannibalism. They deal with uh, you know human trafficking. Um, so it's not that I'm against talking about real issues. I'm just against talking about real issues in a way that leaves people feeling empty. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I understand. So yeah. said. Right. So I, I want young people to be able to talk about real issues, but in a way, one, that's engaging, 
and two, that they can have a reference point and say, okay, well, this is what that character did. How can I do, you know, how can I conduct myself in a way that's honorable and that's holy and that's, you know, morally uh, um, sound, you know, like, like, I feel like today's youth, everything is sort of like a free for all and people really don't know what to do with themselves except serve themselves. And I think we're losing the value of uh, honor and respect and, uh, you know, caring for other people beyond yourself. Um, I really don't see that as like, you know, something that's, that's pushed the way it used to be pushed back in the day. And what do we see? People protesting people. uh, I mean, the protest is fine. But, you know, when we've got people rioting and looting and burning things and spraying Marxist and socialist stuff all over walls and ripping down statues, I mean, like, you know, to me, that just seems like there's something that's going on with young people that's out of control and they want guidance. They want strong leadership, you know, and they have a right to be angry. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't say, you know, I hate to say it, but I don't think the baby boomers did a fantastic job setting us up here for 2020, you know? Right. And no. I and I think, like, uh, I, I, I certainly think that um, the youth of today can look around and like you said, they deserve to be angry. Because there is not a whole lot of leadership, right. and empty. it it, it, it is empty. it is from both you know whatever side of the aisle you right. look right. at. There's it's both sides. The, I'm not the leadership, lie. I, you know, yeah, the leadership is is kind of a joke, and and then and even and so we're talking about the Christian faith here and and the right. church, and right. look at the scandals and. Right the turmoil that has gone on in the church absolutely absolutely in a very That's... public in a very public you know because and what and why is that because it seems like the more uh money and fame that came along mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. know being a preacher on television or having right. a mega church or just all the other trappings that come, i mean it just it just it i hate to say it doesn't seem to go hand in hand very well Right, you know. because, you know, humans are, are always going to be compromised because we naturally, you know, humans have like a, a natural ambition, but that ambition can easily be turned into greed, you know what I mean, and mm. lust and uh, and this, um, like, a, like, a, like a, a toxic ambition, you know what I mean, where it becomes about you, everything is about you, and it becomes more of a cult of personality than, you know... Uh, a, a love relationship with Jesus. You know what I mean? People are, are putting too much into uh, preachers or personalities that they see and not enough of that relationship into having a one-on-one personal relationship with Jesus. You know, that's where our stability comes from, you know, and, and that's where anything good is going to come from because people are always going to fail each other. No matter what, we're all going to screw up at some point. I don't care who you are. You know what I mean? Look at the Catholic church. They, they have so many issues, you know what I mean, with leadership, right up to the Pope. Even the Pope is struggling right now. In fact, I, I don't know if you guys saw this on YouTube, which I thought was kind of funny. There was a little weird video going around, uh, and there's a rumor that they think the Pope has died, and they're using, uh, like, Bernie? Kind of they're using Bernie for... Wait a second. Yeah, right? Bernie is, the is this the same hologram that... that- is this the same hologram they use for Tupac? I thought this was the hologram they used for Disney or something because 
It does look like a hologram if you see him go up to the window and he waves down at the people and then he just slowly fades out into the background in the darkness. It looks just like when I went to the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland as a kid. So, I mean, I'm just saying, look, if he's passed away and that's how they're trying to ride things out until they feel it's safe to say something, that's problematic. You know what I mean? Right. It's an issue, you know. Uh, we're, We're really lacking honesty, I feel like, nowadays as well. Like, people can't just admit something has gone wrong or someone has screwed up. You know, I don't know if it's maybe the like people are afraid of cancel culture now where if they're found that they're not this virtuous pure person that you know they're going to be canceled or something i don't know what it is but i just anyway i don't want to get i'm going on a tangent i'm going on a rant about politics and stuff. i don't want to go there my point is ah. i just wanted to make something with substance <laughs> that people young people in particular can turn to and say hey this is a good role model for me i'm going to take a little you know take a page out of this book and say this is what works so 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 let's so let's stop there and let's go back to the beginning. Yeah. And kind of walk us through some of the um I dare I say crazier, darker things that uh, you yeah. experienced along the way that, yes. that led you to the light. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So um my whole journey i don't even know you know i I would like to think i would know the lord now as an adult but i really don't know if i would have known the lord if i hadn't had these very strange experiences at a very young age um i grew up in queens and the neighborhood i grew up in uh was called ozone park richmond hill area um i know it's a weird name i don't know why it's called ozone park to this day i should probably wikipedia that but um (laughs) uh that area um, used to have a lot of old Queen Anne Victorian houses. And as the neighborhood sort of deteriorated over time, they started chopping them up into apartments. So as a child, we lived um, in one of these apartments in one of these Queen Anne houses. And I have to say, it was a pretty scary looking house just from the outside. <laughs> like, it wasn't a pretty house. It was a spooky looking house. It was a very cliche haunted Victorian house. Um, we lived on the first floor, we had the basement, and um, I just remember, like, one night as a child, I was laying in my bedroom, and um, I heard an ambulance go by in the middle of the night. Oh, you know what, I'm forgetting. My little sister woke me up. My little sister, she woke me up, and she asked me to come lay down in the bed with her underneath on the bottom bunk. As I laid there with her, I heard a siren go by, like an ambulance, which wouldn't, you know, be anything out of the ordinary, because it was clean. And... You know, we're just laying there, and then all of a sudden, it's so strange, and I don't want you to laugh because this is still kind of scary to me to this day, but uh, we heard the most deep, demonic laughter that seemed to just fill the room like a... like a <laughs> Yes, just like that, like a... Uh, uh, uh. It, was, it was a round sound in my ears. It didn't come from upstairs or outside. It was right there in the bed with us. And we were terrified. We were terrified. And so my little sister was like, Lie, that's my nickname. They call me Lie. What was that? And I was like, uh, The ambulance, go back to sleep because I didn't want to scare her. Even back then, I was very protective of my sisters, uh, even though this was kindergarten. But 
I knew it wasn't the ambulance. So the next day I woke up and I told my mom as I was getting ready for school what had happened. And so she told me, oh, you know, you were just having a dream. You know, it was a big deal. But and I said to her, well, why did my sister Sarah hear it too if it was a dream? So that was sort of like the initial uh, experience that opened a doorway to a lot of other much stranger experiences, as if that wasn't already strange enough. Um, I remember later on, a couple years later, maybe when I was about 11 or 12, my parents wanted to move. And we were going to go out uh, farther onto Long Island uh, in uh, Suffolk County, uh, an area called Bayshore. And so uh, we moved out of Queens. We drove to Bayshore. We moved into this little yellow kind of looking house. A little rundown, but cute. You know, it needed some renovations. And so I remember at this time, it was my first time having my own room. So my parents thought, you know, Delilah's just a little anxious because she's sleeping by herself for the first time. She's used to sleeping in the room with her other three siblings. But I swear to you, at night I would hear music playing, babies crying, phones ringing, people talking, uh, the sound of like a, like a radio, like talk radio in the background. And I would tell my parents all the time that I'm hearing these things, but we'd go to the window, we would look outside, we would open the door, there was nothing there. So um, I remember one night I was up in my parents' room. I was sleeping on their floor because at this point I was, you know, pretty worked up. I mean, this is, you know, culminating. This is, you know, a few weeks into it. And one night I was lying there on the floor and I was rolling around and I was saying, the phone is ringing. I can hear the phone ringing. Why does it keep ringing? And my mom was holding the cord of the phone and she's going, Delilah, it's not ringing. You know, it's right here. And then I heard boom, like as if all the pots and pans downstairs had crashed, came tumbling down in our pantry. So I sat up and I was yelling, the pantry, someone's in the pantry. So my daddy got up and then, you know, classic New York style, he took a baseball bat with him and I followed him downstairs. <laughs> and so he goes to open the pantry door and as it swings open, he pulls the cord and sure enough, everything is in order. So this, you know, really upset me. And at 12 year old, you know, at 12 years old, you don't want to ask yourself, Am I sane? You know what I mean? Like, right, like right. they're Barbies, not so, Am I crazy? So when you guys, so when you guys moved, did your and you're hearing this stuff? Did your sister also hear it then too? Since she heard it at the at the previous house? No, at this point, no one was hearing it. But I did get some validation because we ended up meeting my neighbor next door. Her name was Diane, and she had her own creepy house that she was living in, and she loved telling ghost stories i should give you her number because she would be a great guest on this show she <laughs> had so many ghost stories endless ghost stories and so one day we got to talking and she told me without me telling her what had happened to me because you know, i'm just a little girl i'm not thinking to share these things with her oh the lady that used to live in your house she would always complain that she could hear parties going on and babies crying and phones ringing and music coming from nowhere what? And that's when I was like, you see, it's not oh my me, goodness. it's something else, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. So at 12, you know, now I'm like, ah, I get it. You know, there's something outside of me that uh, that I have to figure out. What is this thing? You know, what is the afterlife? What is God? Um, you know, we were raised very loosely Catholic. So I had like a concept of who Jesus was, and I had a concept of what faith was. But when I was a kid, I thought everybody was either... Hindu, Jewish, or Catholic. I didn't know that there was anything else. And around this time, um, I don't know if you remember Sylvia Brown. Do you remember Sylvia Brown? 
she was kind of like a prominent psychic back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember it, her. Yeah, is she the right. one that Ronald that Ronald Reagan or Nancy Reagan consulted on to? Well, I know she used to have a late night infomercial. Um, uh, she was that popular. I mean, that's that's how I remember Sylvia Brown. Jason, do you know do you know how you just dated yourself with a late night infomercial? Yeah, Are you serious. I, I listen. I'm gonna date myself too because I was just thinking when he said that of the Miss Cleo late night infomercial. I remember oh, hers too. Yeah, yeah going, I remember oh, hers too. Now, don't you know? I could have told you that. Terrible yeah. Creole. We always have a running joke about it. Yeah, she got sued so many times. That poor lady. Oh. But yeah, so Sylvia <laughs> Brown was very popular at that time, and so I read her book at 12 years old. By the way, my first book I ever read was Interview the Vampire, and I was in, like, fifth grade. So I guess you guys can understand Man, <laughs> my reading <you>, collection. <laughs> you really are a cool chick. I stand I by was my... cool, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was reading Anne Rice and Sylvia Brown, and uh, you know, when I was a kid. And so Sylvia Brown, she started talking about the afterlife and how, you know, people's fates place them on different um you know, energy vibration levels and there's these levels you have to ascend. And so like, you know, like for instance, Christians are on the baseline, like on that low rung. And then as you ascend it, you slowly become some type of like master with like your third eye opened and stuff like that. And so one of the things that she had said that was interesting was in order to like that, everybody has their own spirit guide. So in order to access your own spirit guide, she recommended that before you go to bed at night, you say out loud, spirit guide, reveal yourself to me. And that the spirit guide was obligated to reveal itself to you in a dream. So I decided at 12 years old, that sure, I was going to try this. And I personally just want to put a disclaimer out there. Don't do this, please. It is dumb. You will just get in contact with a demon. I just want to say that very flatly. Thank you. So I did this on the third night. I did have a dream. I dreamed that there was this guy. He had blonde, shaggy hair, and he was in a toga, and the clouds parted. And he said, my name is Jacob Jerome, and your name is Lala Gomez. That was my maiden name. And so I was, like, very disappointed in my dream. I was like, this is my spirit guide, some shaggy-haired 80s guy in a toga. Like, what is this? Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so random. And so um, I, as I, um, you know, kind of got older being my friends you know I sort of forgot about that because I was like this is so lame I don't even want to pursue that but then me and my friends we got into the Ouija board oh boy! and I mean I'm skipping over a lot of stuff because there's just so much stuff so I'm trying to cherry pick what I tell you in the limited time that we have but we got into the Ouija board so I had a friend her name was Lily she lived in a giant scary house too only her house was like three times the size of everybody else's house because her house used to be in the 1800s, an all-girls boarding school. And she was in Islip, and um, it was humongous, this house. Like, you walked in, and there was, like, a big curved staircase, and there was a terrace that wrapped around the inside of the living room for people on the second floor to look down into the living room. And they had the third floor with, like, a master suite, and they had, like, a servant's quarters that they rented out, and they had this really scary basement that was, like, one of those ones that you would see in some type of like creepy torture porn with like bricks in the wall and like a light bulb hanging down, you know, like (laughs) it was terrifying. And so we were like, let's play Ouija board down there after dinner. Won't that be so much fun? So we went down there and I said, Oh, I forgot. I I have this dumb spirit guide. I'm going to contact him. And so one of the things that 
happens when you play Ouija board a lot is that you literally make a connection with these otherworldly spirits. And I mean, I'm being very nice by just calling them spirits because they are pretty much demons, but you know, they like to masquerade as spirits. That's what scripture says. They said they're spirits that, you know, demons that are masquerading as people who are dead and they love to mess with you because they want to tell you that they know things and that they can help you with things and et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, um, so I got in touch with the spirit. It took, you know, in the beginning, it was a little rough playing. We would giggle and accuse each other of moving the little, the little planchette. But after a couple of weeks of playing every couple nights, um, because I would stay with my friends for the summer because I lived in Queens and they lived all in Ireland, we ended up moving back to Queens. Um, slowly, we didn't really have to touch the planchette. We could just rest your finger as lightly as possible. Just touch the desk now in front of you. Touch it as lightly as possible as you can where you're barely touching it, that's all it took. And this planchette would fly around the board. And it wow. was really crazy. And so I, I started to talk to Jacob. And the more I would talk to Jacob and ask him questions, the more I didn't even really need to use the board because I would hear the answer in my head before it would end up on the board. Now, I have to admit, even though all this was going on, I was still a little bit skeptical. And I would say, well, you know, you've got to prove yourself to me because I need to know. And I don't want to look like I'm nuts. So you have to show my friends, too. So one night, I remember I asked him, Jacob, I want you to prove that you're real. And this piece just slid across the board to yes. And that scary light bulb that was hanging over our heads and that scary basement that looked like people were tortured there for snuff videos. It flickered on and it flickered off and it flickered on and then it turned off completely and there we were in the pitch black with my friends jumping on me in terror. Now, I'm the type of person where I'm not scared in the moment. I've had a lot of spooky stuff happen to me, but for some reason in the moment, I am perfectly clear-headed and not freaked out at all. So I'm pulling on the cord, trying to figure out what the hell happened to this light bulb. I touch the light bulb. It's cold. And I have to screw it back in to get it to light up again. Now, that seemed very strange to me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so that was one of the scarier things that happened with the Ouija board. Another incident that happened that was very creepy, too, was we, uh, like I said, Lily's house used to be a girls' boarding school. And she had a particular demon there that hated men. It was a green-eyed woman. And anytime she, uh, by the way, only women lived so in she was a red. So she was a redhead. No, she's not a redhead. She, she, she I, she's—I don't know what she is. I just know she has green eyes. <laughs> I'm assuming she has black hair because she's the ghost has been described as looking like a black rag. Like, um, I, okay, her uncle and her dad. Her parents had like a like a relationship where her dad lived in Turkey half the year because he was an artist, and so uh, and her uncle would come visit like throughout the year on and off. But he was like a doctor, so I think you know he had his own thing going on. So she just lived there with her mom and her grandma and her two twin aunts. And like I said, the house hated when men were there. So her dad, sometimes when he would, you know, stay at the house, he would see this demoness. And one day he said that he was sleeping in what they call the red room. Now, okay, you know that you have a big house that's scary. If you have a room called the red room, like, (laughs) you can assume this house is haunted. You know what I mean? (laughs) So he's sleeping in the red room, and he said that he opened his eyes, and above him looked like black rags tied to a chandelier that was swaying erratically back and forth. But the thing is that there's no chandelier over that bed, 
and that was the demon. And when he looked down on his chest, he had like, you know, like slashes over his chest, like claw marks. And so, of course, he was terrified and he got up and got out of there. Her uncle as well. He would sleep over and he would wake up with claw marks across his back and on his chest. So um, this one night we were there. And at the time, my friend, uh, our mutual friend, her name was uh, Laura. She had her own uh, spirit guide that she wanted to see. And there was this weird old Irish myth that, like, I think on a full moon night, if you look over your shoulder in a mirror, you can momentarily see this person fully manifested. And so we went up to her grandma's suite, and we're standing in the room in front of this, you know, empty black hearth. And it's a moonlit night. It's not a full moon, but, you know, we're teenagers, so any moon will do, you know what I mean? And uh, we, she's looking through the mirror over her shoulder, and then it's just so strange. I can't really describe it any other way, except it was almost like someone pulled a black veil over my head. And I just felt this darkness come over me. And this entity started to talk through me. And it was like, kind of like being in a dream state where you feel like, 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 like reality can bend and shift around you, but you know that you're awake. And so this entity kept talking through me and it kept saying, this is the real you, let me in, let go. This is the real you, let me in, let go. And so like, I, of course, had a part of me that was still conscious and was fighting out loud with this demon that was trying to, you know, possess me. And I was telling it, no, I, I won't, I won't let you do that. So at some point, Lily hears her mom coming up the stairs. And, of course, you don't want a partially possessed friend, like, at the sleepover with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> so she drags me into the bathroom. And I'm looking in the mirror, and this thing is still talking to me, insisting that this is the real me and for me to let go. And I swear to you, I looked in the mirror, and my eyes were green. They were bright green, not green like, you know, a pretty nice human green. No, like electric neon green. And I remember looking at Lily and saying, Lily, are my eyes green? And she squints and she's like, oh, my gosh. And I can't say the expletive that she used, but she's like, they're green. And the next thing I know, I'm just talking into this mirror, going back and forth with this demon. The next thing I know, I'm in Lily's room. We're talking about getting bagels and donuts. And I totally forgot about it it was like it didn't even happen we just carried on the night like nothing nothing happened so a week later I go home and I, I I remembered this thing when I woke up in the morning one day and I was like whoa I gotta call Lily and tell her about this weird dream that I had so I called her and I was like Lily I had this crazy dream like this demon was trying to take over and my eyes were green and then we were talking about donuts and it was so weird but it felt so real and she's like lie I had the same dream I don't think it was a dream and that really was some crazy stuff right there oh man that, very that crazy well that, that was like terrifying every, <laughs> that sounds like every time I spent the night at my friend's house back in you know oh were you getting partially possessed before dinner <laughs> well no we were, we were, we were just trying to stay up and watch Friday night videos or something. Oh, like yeah. I, I, can I do, do innocent things like that. <laughs> I, Friday night videos. Now talk about dating myself. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask about the spirit guide, though. Um, sure. Because I do, I, I have a couple, there's a couple people that I know that are really in, you know, they're, they, you know, they have their spirit guide. They're in tune with right, them. Right. And, right. but don't, 
do you is there a possibility that you think you really had a spirit guide named what'd you say his name was jacob oh, name was jacob jerome <laughs> jacob jerome but that yeah. maybe he maybe that he really was your spirit guide because you contacted him before right. you used the ouija board right and that right. when you then tried to contact him through the ouija board that's just bad news and that's right. not really your spirit guide coming through, but a demon trying to masquerade, knowing that you, you know, have already made contact with your spirit guide or something like that. I mean, do you think that's a possibility? Because, like I said, there's, I, I, I know some people who really are believers in their spirit guide and right. um, don't didn't ha- don't have dangerous uh, dreams like you. <laughs> okay well i think it's a very good question and a very fair question and the answer is a little like slightly complicated um in uh, in you know in my faith we the scriptures say very clearly that there is no in between when it comes to heaven and hell when you die you either go to one or the other so that would mean that there are no wandering spirits right so we can already automatically exclude that there are ghosts in the sense that they're human entities that are kind of lost or in between. Scripture does say that there are demonic spirits who mimic the dead. And one of the reasons why uh, the Bible says don't mess with these guys is because they do lie. They, they, demons need a host. They need a place to live. Scripture talks about it often. Like, I, I don't know if you remember that story of Jesus with the pigs and the demon and yeah. the demoniac. He yeah. had, uh, mm-hmm. There was a dude in the cemetery who was cutting himself up. He was naked. He was running around like a maniac. He had a legion of demons in him. A legion, I think, is 5,000 demons. And so um, Jesus cast the demons out into the pigs. The pigs fell off a cliff. The guy was freed from the demons. He stopped cutting himself. He stopped living in the cemetery and he stopped walking around naked, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so all, good all good things. All good things. Those are all great things, right? Yeah. So they need somewhere to live. Um, so demons find humans very attractive because lots of them can live inside of us and the more power that we give them the more control they have over us right so now with that said about spirit guide scripture does mention that there are angels that watch over you and that guide you um i'm trying to think of like a specific scripture that talks about like like a particular like guardian angel that you would have um i can't think of one off the top of my head maybe someone can add to it but Scripture does say that angels do protect you. And, you know, angels are messengers of the Lord. But a spirit guide is different because a spirit guide is someone who's giving you advice that's supposedly from the spiritual world and, um, like, you know, like this other dimension. And now if you want to test, like, Scripture tells you to test the spirits because, um, you know, they do masquerade as good entities. Like, what does it say about the devil? The devil comes as an angel of light. He's not going to come as a scary guy with horns. He's going to come as a beautiful creature that is full of wisdom and light, right? So we have to be very careful with spirit guides because, um, you know, the Lord, he wants us to have a personal relationship with him. He doesn't say that we need to go through a medium or we need to go through even a priest for my, my Catholic friends. We, our relationship is not attained through other people. Our relationship is attained directly with him. And so if we rely on other spirits to give us advice and to give us guidance, we're not having that personal relationship with Jesus. And so that's where it gives the devil sort of a foothold to come into our lives and start to direct us on a path that takes us away from Jesus, even if it's not necessarily like directly a harmful thing. 
like, you know, he's not saying, oh, my, you know, like, spirit guide, what should I do today? Like, even if he's not saying, like, go kill yourself, you know, or go rape some babies or something horrible like that. Even if he's just saying, like, you know, here's your agenda for today. Why wouldn't you want to get that agenda from God who, you know, has a great plan for you and for your life? Because scripture says his plans for us are good and there's no darkness in him. Right. So you so you mean to tell me that my friend who has who talks to her spirit guide and her spirit guide told her to tell me that I was the luckiest person that around (laughs) (laughs) that that is just a complete lie. Well, okay, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Listen, the devil, he does know truth, but he twists it around, right? Because you know what I think, Shane? I don't think that you're the luckiest guy alive. I think that you're the most blessed guy alive. And there's a big difference between luck and being blessed. Luck means that by chance, something great happens to you often. But blessed means that God has intentionally given gifts to you and put his light in your life because he wants to lift you up because he loves you so much. What do you think hey, is better? There's no need to suck up. You're already on the show. <laughs> now, but I did, I do think, though, that the, the, the ability for the demons, many demons to live inside of us or, or reside inside of us leads me to think that the bad demons that reside in me must come in the form of ice cream potato chips. <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. Because, I think I have those same demons. <laughs> because I feel like there's a lot of those demons that are living inside of me. Right. It makes a, they're, but very, that's, they're very common. <laughs> it's, Why are it's, they so hungry? <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, I hate those guys. Um, We're going to rebuke those right now. We're going to go to weight loss plan. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, it's just, it's, it's interesting to hear this, t- you know, your, your views on all this and how, you know, what, what that is. Cause I, I mean, like I said, we, we've interviewed t- quite a few people and they all have a little, you know, a little bit different take on, on especially the spirit stuff mm-hmm. you know yeah. yes they and do. uh yeah. i mean right. i mean they, they just do i mean and and i and i'm sure it comes um from what you believe in um spiritually you know mm-hmm. and um because not everybody believes you know like you believe and not everybody believes like they right. believe and it just makes Absolutely. you it just makes you really uh appreciate everybody's different point of view and i mean i'm no expert for sure, you know, I can't, uh, um, I, you know, there's a good and there's an evil. I mean, there's just no Absolutely. doubt about that, mm-hmm. you know, and you just, just kind of, kind of, uh, it's, it's just interesting on, on the journey that you've taken and the stuff that you've discovered within yourself. You well, know, it, reso- it resonates with me. I mean, I was listening yeah. to her. I'm just like enthralled by it. It's, uh, it really, it, it really <laughs> oh, you guys does. want to hear some more? Oh yeah. Well, 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 Jason, Jason, let me point out. Yeah. That you you went on that ghost hunt and something touched you. Right. Exactly. Now, oh yeah. Now exactly. Now, how does the how does hearing what Delilah has to say make you think about what actually touched you? Because because I'm sure that at some point when you sat there, oh man, this is it a ghost. Scares. Good. If I think about it in her terms. Her terms are very close to my own personal religious beliefs, 
but how mm-hmm. she ties it into this, it scares the living hell out of me, to put it bluntly. Hang on. Yeah. I want to yeah. encourage you, Jason. Let me just encourage you, though. If you share similar beliefs than I do, then you don't have to be afraid. Because the really cool thing is that we actually, as believers, have authority over these demonic entities. And at any time you want to tell them, get lost, they have to get lost. That's the awesome thing about it, which is the whole reason why I went on this journey in the first place, because I was being tormented by this stuff as a child. I was terrified when I was little. I only became fascinated later as I got older and I started to have, you know, like these abilities to like, I started gaining like a lot of pride about it because, you know, like the devil was giving me the ability to, you know, uh, read people's, uh, you know, tarot cards or oracle cards or palmistry, you know, do their Mm -hmm. astrology um, and tell them things about themselves that built me up in a way where I felt like I had some kind of power. Mm-hmm. So it didn't scare me the way that it used to scare me as a child. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, after I became a Christian, the devil started to literally attack me. And that's when I learned, hey, you know, I don't have to take this kind of abuse. You know what I mean? Like, right. those old sexual harassment commercials, it's, this is sexual harassment. I don't have to take it anymore. Well, right. like, that was basically the gist of it. Like, I don't have to take this anymore. You know, what? So don't be afraid. Oh. I want to know how we can have power over demons, but we still got to go to our crappy jobs and take <laughs> nonsense from the maybe, bosses. Wait, maybe we can uh, we can rebuke our boss while we're at it then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who am I kidding? I already do. But uh, so so okay. So 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 what happens? You know, as you uh, are, are yeah, you're coming to this realization that uh, you know these. These are demons. They're not good. They're you know yeah. they're using they're try they're actually using you for play tricks for them for them basically. Right. So I remember um, <clears throat> I'm skipping over a lot of stories, but I'm just gonna give you the gist of what made me kind of have this revelation. Um, you know, when I got to be uh, like in my early twenties, I got married, I got pregnant. I remember sitting there thinking, what am I going to teach my child, like, when she's born, you know? What is mm-hmm. our faith going to be? And I just remembered this horror coming over me when I thought, oh, well, we'll teach her how to read palms. We'll teach her how to, you know, go on a ghost hunt. We'll teach her, you know, like, all this occult stuff. And I thought to myself, no, absolutely, positively not. And then it occurred to me, I was like, well, why was it acceptable for you but not acceptable for her? That would mean that you're realizing that something is wrong about it. And so that's when it first occurred to me, like, in my mind, like, oh, gosh, like, there's something wrong with this. And then I started to look at my life. Mm -hmm. And I said to myself, what good has come out of any of this? And, like, you know, I don't want to get into a whole, like, history lesson on what happened in my life and all the crappy things that had happened at that point and were occurring at that point that I felt completely helpless and upset. I can just sum it up real quick. You know, I just had a really, really abusive marriage. And I was very worried about, you know, what my future was going to look like for my child. And I, it just dawned on me, like, I want to teach her about Jesus. And I didn't even, like I, like, I always had a concept of Jesus. Like I said, I was raised loosely Catholic. I sort of, like, went to church, like, once or twice with my mom uh, before I got married and got pregnant. And it just, like, it just occurred to me, like, I want that for my daughter. Like, that's exactly what my daughter should have. Goodness, you know what I mean? Like, like that's the best I could give my child. In, within, you know, my understanding. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like how I got to that realization, like something's not right about my past. And it took time. Like it didn't occur to me in that moment that, oh, those were demonic experiences. You know what I mean? Like I was still 
ignorant in, in it and thinking, oh, you know, it was ghosts or whatever. Because even up to that point, I was still having supernatural things happen to me. Um, like, I think right before I came to that realization, I had um, some demon, like, throwing coins at me from my bedroom while I was just walking around my kitchen one day. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I had these little things that were still going on back and forth. And um, I think we're always fascinated by things that are happening that aren't within our natural, you know, like understanding, like who wouldn't be fascinated if things started moving in your room that don't have a source of energy or, or reason. I, listen, why. I, I, I right. got to admit, if some, somebody was to throw money at me, I'm like, I don't know that I'm all that disappointed. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if it was big bills, it might've been different, but it was just coins. So. <laughs> okay. My Double dancing, <laughs> my dancing career did not take off like yours did. <laughs> so, <laughs> Maybe I should have used some better moves. I probably would have made more money. But unfortunately, I'm just cooking a chicken. <laughs> but yeah, so like that's how I kind of got to that point where I was like, you know, I think I need to reassess. You know what I mean? Um, I did uh, have some crazy experiences that I haven't touched upon. Um, I did also have a, a time where I did see what I think is a UFO. I know you wanted me to mention it, so here's my segue. Okay, all right. Oh, great. <laughs> well, I, now, I just got to say, that's not a real, like, like sneaky, smooth segue. That wasn't a smooth like, segue. That, that was as smooth as we get? Okay, all right. <laughs> Look, this is my first foray into uh, being on the radio, okay? So you got to forgive me. Next time I'll slide it. I'll just slide it right in there. and just. Hey, I got a secret. So this, this is like our first set time, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I did. Okay, so I just want to also state, for the record, I also think that aliens are demons. And oh, that's really? why I was okay. asking you the other day to ask your friend if the Mothman has ever been reported as smelling like sulfur, which I don't know if you asked or not. So you have to give me that answer right now. I did, didn't I, Jason? Yeah, I asked yeah him, you did. Yeah, ask I asked yeah, ask him ahead of time, and I'm pretty sure, you know, because I wanted to be prepared not to give away any of the behind the secrets of oh, the podcast oh, that, that you, you know <laughs> but yes i did prime him for that and so i Good. do i do believe cameron uh i did ask cameron that during the episode but if yeah, i, I jason jason you need to go back if i didn't ask him erase this from this episode so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just leave my terrible segue instead <laughs> <laughs> yes so so you saw so you saw a ufo then and then so you yes. believe aliens are demons okay right okay so i know that sounds a little bit like goofy when you hear that like right off the bat like why would aliens be demons right but i have heard many testimonies of people talking about aliens and they say the same thing they say that they're laying in their bed out of the blue these entities come through the wall or through the ceiling they manifest they stink like sulfur or they stink garbage or something hot garbage i don't know whatever you want to call it they are um and they're terrorizing them and people have said when they called on jesus these entities disappeared that sounds like a spiritual manifestation and there was this top uh mufon guy i forgot what his name was um you could probably just google it but he used to be, you know, one of the main guys. He was very well, you know, uh, very, he, he, he had a lot of notoriety. 
-hmm. And he said that after taking hundreds and hundreds of testimony and people, he did run into people who said they called Jesus when they said that these entities appeared and they would disappear. He said that was very strange, you know, like that's not supposed to happen. If these are physical entities that are supposed to be coming from space and they're these higher intelligence beings, one, why are they, you know, manifesting through walls and appearing, you know, out of nothing and terrorizing people? And two, why are they disappearing when people call on Jesus? And so that makes sense to me that it would be spiritual manifestation, considering that I've seen and experienced some spiritual stuff, you know. And um, I remember this guy was hired by the government a long time ago. I'm trying to remember this genius guy. I, I forgot his name. I wish I would have prepared for this, actually. This genius guy was hired by the government, and they asked him, you know, to analyze these, you know, manifestations that are happening. What is this? And he came to the conclusion after looking at the evidence, he said that these are not physical entities that are coming from outer space. He said these are interdimensional beings that are manifesting. And I thought that that was very interesting. So, yes, I did see a UFO, quote unquote. I don't know if it was an alien spacecraft or whatever you want to call it, but I did see something very strange. So I'm just going to tell you about it just because it was so odd and I don't have an explanation for what it could have been. So I'm just going to use that generic term UFO, which I mean, I feel like it's fair. It's unidentified flying object, right? Absolutely. So I was Absolutely. around that time. I was 12. I was living in Bayshore. It was dusk. It was summertime. And I lived on like a, near a very long stretch of road that had a very clear skyline over it. And I just remember seeing this almost like a ball in the sky, just kind of moving very slowly across the sky. And... It was like an amber color, like a glowing amber color, excuse me. And um, it slowly was changing shape as it went across the skyline. And then as it slowly changed shape, suddenly it just stopped midair and it shot off into the distance, like disappeared. And so I was shocked. So I called my sister. I was like, back, back, look at this. And then next thing I, I look in the sky and it's back right where it started. And it was slowly going across the skyline again, just hovering, silent, no noise, no nothing, just this weird amber ball. And I ran home after that. I didn't stick around to find out what was going on or if I was going to get abducted or something. You know, 12-year-olds don't stick around for that sort of thing. Right. So that's my UFO story. Now, hmm. I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard other people say that there's uh, different theories being entertained about them being interdimensional. Or the fact right. that they're not really uh, UFOs per se, but they're perhaps maybe us in a, from another time or from another dimension. I think that's a fascinating uh, concept. You know what I mean? That yes. It could be us visiting us, you know? Right. Well, I actually, because uh, I, I, you know, obviously I, I you know, have a boring job and spend a lot of time listening to podcasts while i'm supposed to be concentrating on work sorry for everybody out there that gets their mail misdelivered but anyway um, <laughs> a couple funny. things a couple things i heard in the last couple weeks on uh like the, like the smell of sulfur and the smell you know the real funky you know smell uh with the aliens and the spaceships and stuff is actually um, the interdimensional, like them coming through the the portal, or oh, the, the portal stinks. 
<laughs> yeah, well, well, but not not that it's not that it's yeah, it's just the river. Um, it's but it's the chemical reaction it takes to mm-hmm. physically inside, you know, whatever, uh, you know, compulsion or propulsion or whatever they have that sends them from one place to the other. That that is the byproduct of that, you know, like the exhaust. Sure, a car yeah. or whatever. Well, um, I think that that's that's a fair uh, yeah. guess. You know what I mean? But, but the only but, thing I would have to say is that it doesn't change though their nature. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't change their motivations or their behaviors. Like, well, you know, it can give them an excuse for smelling bad, but I mean, it doesn't necessarily like modify like what they are based upon their behavior because their behavior remains the same. They terrorize people. They're supposed to be like these higher intelligence entities and instead of you know coming in peace and sharing wonderful knowledge with us or whatever they terror they kidnap you they molest you they terrorize you and then they drop you back home like that's pretty much like a demon in my opinion if you want to put it like that well think about this think about if they are an intelligent life from another planet okay coming to visit us but we do we have the belief that God created everything, okay, mm-hmm. the heaven, the earth, the, mm-hmm. soul, uh, the whole soul. That they are un- they're just like us. Only maybe they are of a higher power, and they do really uh, maybe have a closer physical relationship with the power that God has, other than us just mere mortals. And when we start. We start it, it, like it's like a little little brother saying, "Mom, Dad, Jimmy's bothering me," mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> Jimmy's you know molesting me and stealing my DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't well, know. I'm just if you I know, I was soft. <laughs> I was softening, but but think about it. If we believe that uh, that God created the whole everything, then these. If they are from another planet, then they're of, they're something God created, and maybe they know they know the deal. Like, oh crap! If God, if if she yells out for God, I'm gonna have to give this DNA back, and I'm gonna have to stop molesting her. Okay, right. you know, I mean, you know, they might know the deal, and they're just like, ah, man, I'm not. think they said oh jesus it's jesus i mean you know i mean or do you just have to say it once and then it's like a double meaning oh jesus like, I don't know if it's like bloody mary bloody mary bloody mary i think <laughs> that's a good question actually i think they're too scared to say his name i mean they said they addressed him but i don't know if like they like saying it wow so 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 you see the ufo you're in your, I mean, this, you had so much stuff going on as a young kid. How did you then, uh, so you, so you, you're faced with the decision when you're, you know, you've got a child coming, what are you gonna, I mean, I just want to point out that, uh, you know, you're, you want to teach, teach your child about Jesus and stuff. 
And then it dawned on me that I bought my granddaughter a, a Bigfoot coloring book. So Aww. I don't know. How... <laughs> okay. I'll What's that? His... I feel like Does... Bigfoot is a little bit of fair game because no one really knows if he's real or if he's not real. And no one's reported him as evil necessarily. Maybe he's just like a, like a creature that no one's identified yet. You know, like a, like a very large primate. I don't know. No, we got, then you need that's, to start that's listening. Something I got to pray about. You need to start listening to some more of our podcasts. So, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so does he smell like sulfur? <laughs> we'll, we'll work it out right now. I think he it has been get... reported that people say there is a foul odor yes. when Bigfoot is around. But to be fair. But he's a big guy that doesn't bathe. There you go. (laughs) My husband may be a demon too, then, because he's well, he's kind of like Jerry. You know, to be fair, you know, Jerry's not here to defend himself, but could he even defend himself against that accusation? No, no, I don't think so. So, so so you make so you make the decision that you know you're gonna you're gonna gonna teach your your child about Jesus. How then do, I mean, I know you said you, you you had a vision from God or God visited you and said, this is how I'm going to get you to do, uh, get my word out there. Okay. Oh, oh, that's, a, that's a separate, a separate incident, actually. That's a, okay. So, so tell us how that happens. And then I want to know, like, why zombies? Like, oh, okay. like, yeah, like, like too. because, because here's, here, I, what I can't wrap my head around is, is then, is that, because I don't believe in zombies. I don't believe no. that, you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't believe zombies are, <laughs> that's the one <laughs> thing I got to draw the line at, okay, is I don't think that right. zombies are real. So, wait, are why, you sure? Have you looked at, like, at politicians lately? Like, have you seen Joe Biden? <laughs> no. Listen, I was. You kind of just making it there. <laughs> listen, I was going to say I have seen the people coming in and out of a Trump rally, but, um, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, is that, um, yeah, you, you, well, when we get there, my kind of question is, is why would why would God pick something that? Isn't you know t- something tangible that we could that the that the regular person could grab a hold of? You know what I'm saying? Or is he? Mm-hmm. Or is that the genius part of it? Is God's using something that is popular with the youth or the younger people, or or uh, you know to kind of reach them? You know? Right. Well. Uh, okay, so there's kind of a couple questions in one here. So oh I'm yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Try to, I'm not going to make any. I'm not going to make any bit. apologies. I'm just going. That's right okay. The... <laughs> so I think um, God's a very fun guy. He is a creative genius. You know, he created everything. And so uh, when it comes to zombies, I mean, I don't know if you remember the books, uh, Narnia or uh, and the Witch in the Wardrobe. I think are they one and the same? Or are they two separate books? I'm starting to forget myself. Um, no, though I believe they're. Like, I, I believe they're yeah they're the they're it's two similar things, right? yeah the, no the witch in the wardrobe the witch in the wardrobe I oh, think witch in the wardrobe is Narnia yeah. right yeah yeah they're the okay. same thing yeah they're the same thing. right yeah it's that of the is. same series right the witch in the wardrobe I believe is the book and, was and the, the you're right other the movie ones was the called movie. Narnia yeah right. right yeah that's where I'm getting confused but that is a Christian allegory that is a, by a Christian author it is a Christian allegory 
and if you you know watch the movie or read the book you'll start to see some of the uh um the message that the author has sort of embedded in the symbolism of the book and he uses characters that even i wouldn't consider using like greek mythology creatures um those are not usually (laughs) on my radar but um like that's an example of using creatures that aren't necessarily like you know in your everyday reality to tell a story that has a message behind it in this case zombies i feel like is um pretty like one it was very culturally like relevant for like the last like decade or so now a lot of stuff about zombies has come out i think because one we associate zombies with this kind of group mentality you know what I mean? We're all mm-hmm. kind of feel like we're being shuffled along in life and we're being pushed through life and we're sort of this nameless uh, rabble of people, you know what I mean? They're just out there, you know, in this, uh, this, this landscape of nothingness, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, another reason that zombies gets used is because it is a Christian allegory in itself. Um, scripture says that we are dead in sin, but we're alive in Christ. And so I like to use, uh, the story is basically, like, the reason that there's zombies even in the book to begin with is because in the story, people uh, in the future have avoided um, religion, they've avoided uh, unique cultures, they've avoided uh, individualism, and um, so they kind of live in this cult of the self, where it's like, you yourself are like a little god, and your actions every day contribute to the society in a beneficial way but the problem is that the way that they live it's very hypocritical because on one hand it's supposed to be this higher calling and on the other hand it's a very selfish lifestyle and so one of the things that this culture does to avoid god because you know only god can give eternal life only god can uh you know forgive sin they create a drug that basically puts a virus into your DNA in order to turn off your aging. And turning off your aging, they don't realize this, but should you die in another way, like in a fatal accident, your body raises up from the dead because the DNA for aging has been turned off. This is the concept anyway. And now you're this uh, undead creature that's roaming the landscape, eternally dead, but yet alive. And the reason that uh, I use that metaphor is because you know, people, they want to create a, like a counterfeit for what God can offer. They always want to find a way where they can have what God is offering, but without submitting themselves to him and the relationship that comes with that. Because a lot of people are scared to have a relationship with God. They're afraid if they got to change their behavior, they got to change their lifestyle, they got to clean up their act. You know, that's what people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and we don't, you know, like one of the things I want to stress is, you don't have to do any of that because God says he's going to do it for you. You know what I mean? It's not done in our own power. When we come to God, all God wants us to do is just come humbly and allow him to work in our lives and try to, you know, try to allow him to have some of that control and that he's going to naturally change those things. So the idea of there being zombies is basically, you know, the devil, he wants to be no counterfeit because the devil can't create anything. He's not a creative power. He's the counterfeit power. He wants to be God but he can't be a god, but he mimics whatever god does. So that's the point of the zombies in the book. Um, when it comes to, okay, I think you were asking something about uh, how I made the choice to teach my daughter about Jesus, but I'm not sure 
if I'm going to answer it correctly. So you could just give it to me one more time. Well, I was just I was just kind of asking how it led to oh, okay. you know to, to to getting this message from God that this is how you're going to oh, okay. so spread the actually um, spread the spread the story the gospel in this strange way. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So my daughter um, being born and my salvation are. Um, well, and I should say the book, are kind of far apart. My daughter, um, I was only 24 when I uh, had my daughter, and I was, I think, 29 when I started the book. So there was about a, a, like a four, like a three or four, four or five year gap there. Sorry, my math is terrible, and it's like so late at night. Um, so, I mean, I don't really like, there's really no tie-in to my daughter and teaching her about Jesus with the book. I think more so... The book I wrote really more in a young adult context because I kept thinking of my child and, like, the current generation now and, like, what they're experiencing and, like, what they have, like, to look to in terms of, like, you know, things for moral value or, uh, you know, um, how to do things in a way that's honorable, like I was talking about earlier. So, yes, the Lord did give me a vision when I first got uh I want to say when I first got serious, because I did have my daughter, and then there was like a year where I was still struggling to stay married, and I didn't really get to go to church, and I didn't really get to read my Bible, because I was just really busy, like, in my personal life, trying to sort out what was going on. And it wasn't until I was able to just take a breath when I left my ex-husband, and I was living with my mom, and I started going to church with her, that finally I was able to dedicate more time to just being in communion with God and building that relationship with Him. And before I got saved, I actually was um, I was doing uh, a lot of playwriting. Uh, I had gotten as far as to join two groups. I was in the uh, Puerto Rican Traveling Theaters uh, Playwrights Program, and I was in the Actors Studios Playwrights and Directors Program. And so I, I actually had a show off-Broadway, um, and I had another published with St. Krause, a small piece, and I felt like, you know, I was starting to carve out a little career for myself, but when I got saved, I felt like this real, really strong urge that the Lord wanted me to use the talents that he gave me to glorify him, and so I remember one day I was just praying to him, and I was just seeking his guidance, and I was sort of like in a little, like a, like a meditative state, um, where I just wanted to hear his voice, and he showed me this woman, it was like a silhouette of a woman, I guess, and she was just wearing like this kind of like a flowy robe, and she was in the desert, and it was dusk, and um, she had her right hand, and it was glowing, like with a sort of electric glow, and then he just told me, like, you know, this is what I want you to do for me, and basically I felt like that was a sign that he was blessing my, <laughs> my, my hand for writing and that he wanted me to serve him exclusively. Because, you know, there are some people who are Christians that can do, you know, secular and then non-secular stuff and or whatever, you know what I mean? And that's, look, that's if you want to do that, that's, that's up to you and God, you know what I mean? But for me, he asked me to do this for him specifically, and I told him okay. So that's how I got to the point where um, I felt like I should dedicate my writing uh, solely to glorifying his kingdom. And that's when I started really, like, considering what to talk about 
so it was still a couple of years even before I really got started with the book because I did, like I said, I was producing theater at the church. We were writing original shows every year. We had an original Christmas show. We had little uh, like vignettes and monologues throughout the year and little scenes and stuff like that. And then, um, unfortunately, while you know, my husband, uh, my second husband and I, we were married, uh, we had a bunch of miscarriages um, trying to have my son. And I think that was a really difficult place for me because it forced me to ask the question, you know, if, you know, why would God let this happen? Or why is there evil in the world? Um, you know, why do bad things happen to, you know, quote unquote, good people, even though you know, none of us are really good. We're good because, you know, Christ has made us good. Um, and that's when God told me specifically, start writing this book. I'm going to give you the answers along the way. So there you go. That's, <laughs> that's how I answered your question well. <laughs> well, I think that, uh, that you know it did answer the question. I mean, I'm still I'm still amazed at the zombie analogy, but I mean, <laughs> because, but uh, I mean, I I understand where that's you know I understand where that's coming from for sure. So, but uh, um, I would certainly um, encourage everybody to. I mean, the cool thing was is that last Friday when you launched the book, you actually read the first chapter, and did. you did. And so I think everybody could probably go to your Facebook page. I mean, I, I mean, I couldn't listen to it all at the time, but I've since gone back and uh, and uh, listened to it. And I would encourage everybody who is interested in seeing how. God has touched you to write a story about missionaries in post-apocalyptic <laughs> and zombie. I mean, it's it's fascinating. I mean, it's fascinating to to see how this is all tied together and how how this journey that you've taken through, you know, being so young and having seemingly having demons and ghosts and and whatever basically come UFOs. after you, yeah, <laughs> UFOs come after you, you know. Yeah. And I mean, it is it's fascinating to hear everybody's um, experiences and their and their own journey and their take on what it is they're experiencing and uh, how it affects them for sure. But uh, I mean. It's certainly you, I mean, and I, this just, this, there's no other way to say it. You seem to be not be too shook from the experiences that you had. It seems to have made you, seems to have made you a much stronger person. And I think that's based on what you believe. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Absolutely. I was like, yeah. you're, you're the negative things that had happened, even if you want to classify them as negative they have made you a stronger person and no. probably have increased your your faith in turn. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Listen, one of the things that I love is the fact that I've had these experiences. Because, you know, when I meet people in church, um, a lot of people are afraid to talk about this stuff. They haven't had an experience. They have some scary taboo thing. Or, you know, they don't want to talk about it. They feel like they might be stigmatized, you know. But for me, it's like 
if I've seen the supernatural, and this isn't even like, you know, I told you guys, like, a, like I said, a cherry picked selection of things that have happened. These are not even some of the scarier things that have happened because I don't consider that possession like one of the scarier things that have happened. Um, like, that means that God, who is the inventor of everything and the creator of everything, must be, so like, he's phenomenal. You know what I mean? Because I've also been healed. I've seen miracles. Like, I've been slain in the spirit. Like, I've seen the devil come after me. You know what I mean? Like, it's just amazing because it's real. It's real evidence in front of me. And so, yeah, it's really, it fuels my faith. And for me, it's like I love talking about it because it should be talked about. You know what I mean? We live in the supernatural world. We are supernatural creatures ourselves because we can commune with what's on the other side. You know, we were created by a supernatural God. It's just, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And, you know, I, I personally also, I love hearing people's experiences Whatever they take away from it, that's okay. You know what I mean? Because everybody's on their own journey, and people have the right to explore and they have the right questions, and you know they have the right to maybe even be confused by some of the conclusions that they've come to. And so, like, I just encourage people: if you had supernatural experiences, to you know think about it, be open, be open to you know the things that you hear, be open to the things that you see, and seek God out about it, you know what I mean? You get answers for yourself. We all, like I said, no one should be forced to believe anything and you can't believe something wholeheartedly if you don't have the evidence to say, okay, this is why I believe. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people, like, you know, they say they believe but it's because maybe they were raised in church or their dad was a pastor and they don't have their own personal testimony. And so I say, you know, it's better to explore and have your own testimony and your own personal beliefs why you believe it than just, you know, kind of, well, you know, this is what we believe, this is what we believe, so I'm just going to roll with it. You know, I was going to say amen at the end of it, but I thought that was way too, way too cliche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I, yes, yes, indeed. But, but, um, in, you know, some people may be thinking, man, you guys haven't talked, you know, because it's almost... It's almost kind of uh, a stigma, like, man, we maybe we shouldn't talk about religion. But I don't right. think we're talking about so much religion as in... Um, Spirituality. An, another spirit, you know, another spirit mm. that has that has touched touched you, you know, so right. to speak. Right. And, uh, but right. I do, yeah, I do find it interesting. And I think I encourage everybody because let's let's face it what we talk about on this show is you got to have an open mind because not everybody's going to believe in uh, a big uh, nine foot hairy monster running around. Okay. Wait a minute. Or, Why wouldn't you believe my husband? That's terrible of you to say. Well, he's not, wait a second. He's nine, he's nine foot tall. What? Or is that he's, what six, he's six foot four. Hairy beast. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, and, yeah. But all, oh boy, and all the things that we, all the things we discuss, you require an open. You know, you gotta have an open mind, especially if you right. haven't yourself uh, experienced them. So, um, I encourage everybody to, well, t- tell everybody where they can find your book if they want to go find the preview that you that you so graciously provided and. Then if they do have, I, you know, here's what I'm going to encourage people. If you do have an experience or a question about, um, you know, 
the the spirituality part of it that uh, and maybe you don't feel like Jason and I or Jerry or are qualified <laughs> to answer it. You know, Why not Jerry. Because <laughs> oh, Jerry, I, it's just going to turn into him tackling Bigfoot. Okay, and that's just how it goes. He has a lot of insight. Yes, he always gets the girl, and he always tackles Bigfoot, and not necessarily in that order. But, uh, but uh, you know, just let everybody know where they can uh, find you and ask. Uh, you know, maybe ask you some questions if you you know if they have a journey they may want to. Uh, have your help getting them on. Absolutely. Um, well, if you'd like to read the book, um, it is available on Amazon. Um, if you want a paperback, you just click uh, where it says format, and it'll give you the option for the digital or the paperback. The digital is $1.99, which I think is very reasonable. And the paperback is $14.99. Um, also, the good thing is that if you have uh, Kindle Unlimited, the book is yours free. So, don't hesitate to get a membership because you're not looking at my book. You're going to get access to a lot of other great books. Um, I did post chapter one uh, on YouTube. Um, you can just type in Road to Golgotha book one, or you can type in my name, Delilah Mansoor. It, I, it should come up. Um, I also do have the link on Facebook. I do have uh, the video posted. Um, well, not the video, but like a preview of the video posted on Instagram. I am on Instagram. Delilah Rose Mansour is my uh, handle there, or I don't know what they call them, uh, uh, Instagram name. I don't know. I'm a little old for that, too. So, um, But, yes, this, Friday, this coming Friday, we're going to have another live uh, Instagram party, and I'm going to be reading Chapter 2. So everyone is invited, including you guys, and I really hope to see you there. I especially hope to see Jerry and the judge there. So <laughs> those are personal invitations that I'm extending to you guys. Laura, thank you. You know what? Don't don't um, don't waste the postage on those personal invitations to Jerry. <laughs> if you have a bottle of whiskey, the judge may show up. <laughs> oh no! Wait a second. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. I know that is, isn't it? Uh, well, I encourage everybody to go to go check, and we'll have um, Delilah's last name spelled correctly in the yeah. show in the show notes okay so that you can go find her but uh she has some great stuff up on her facebook and she has some great stuff up on instagram so go check her out go go listen to the first and second chapters then go get the book and let us know what you, let us know what you think you know um like I said, zombies aren't my thing, but I'm going to probably have to try to read this and see how it... Uh, we'll swap see. I'll, I'll see. do the, the Bigfoot one, you do the zombie one. And then in part two, I'll put Bigfoot in it. What do you think? I like it. I like it a you lot. You like that? <laughs> I do. I like that a lot. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. <laughs> well, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. I am just very pleased. I think that you guys are so nice to me and I think that you guys are very brave actually to allow people to talk about their spirituality I know that right now like Christianity or like any kind of mainstream quote-unquote thing is sort of like seen as like really square right now and conservative and maybe even like to a lot of people like the enemy right now but I just feel like it is very great with you guys to allow me to talk about my personal experiences and my personal beliefs and I'm really proud of the work that you guys do letting people come on and talk about their experiences and uh 
forum that you don't feel judged or pressured or like you have to have the right answer. I think that you guys are fantastic and I am really grateful. Thank you. Well, we, uh, we appreciate all those kind words because that's, that's kind of what we started the show for is just to have everybody that wants to come on and has some, some cool stories to tell and share their journeys. And, and I think, I think you'll be surprised because I think there's a lot of people that listen to, um, to us and, and to other podcasts as far as that goes, that want to feel like they're not alone. And it's not just not be alone because they've seen a ghost or a Bigfoot or, or the Mothman or, or whatever we talk but alone in what they believe in and maybe that they need to hear that there's other people that have uh, the same faith in, you know, the same thing. And that's not, and I'm not saying that, uh, you know, that's the only faith you can have because everybody, right, like I course. said, everybody's got a different perspective, but right. uh, we all want to feel like we're part of something and part of something bigger than, than just, you know, what's going like i want to feel like i'm big, part, part of something bigger than delivering junk mail every day so if i <laughs> or being a zombie wandering the yeah, countryside yeah, eating grain although <laughs> although the good the good lord the good lord seems to be uh have zombies in his favor right so but no we appreciate uh we appreciate you uh coming on even after we had to reschedule it because uh <clears throat> somebody feared that uh, demons were gonna, were trying to prevent us Listen, from talking i know it was demons <laughs> <laughs> Listen, i hate to break what it happened, to you. what happened I, the other day did demons attack your again boom you had you had me convinced <laughs> until it happened again because I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad we got to do this, and uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to book number two coming out, so we can have you back on. Oh man, well <laughs> let's not rush with book number two. <laughs> I gotta get a, I gotta get book one out first. But yeah, book number two is ready. It just needs to go through the editor, so we'll probably get that out in another letter, maybe like by next year. Okay. I, That's great. I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay pressure on you, but book three. I got book three coming out in like three weeks. Oh, man. So, no. so that's only that's only the third one this year. So anyway. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. That's how it is. <laughs> so everybody, go check go go check out Delilah's book, and then if you really really uh, are excited about that, then go check out my books too. Shameless plug. So anyway. Uh, thanks again, Delilah, and right. uh, we will uh, we will be in touch. And everybody, let us know what you think when you uh, when you go check out her uh, check out her book. Yeah, right? make make sure you uh, report back on the forum and uh, say something that um, pertaining to the book, or or just get something off of your chest because this forum is about is like like she said she encapsulated it perfectly. Is also is a place where people can uh, say what's on their mind, talk about their reliefs, and not have to worry about uh, feeling shamed or feel like they have to conform in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely, I'm giving that an amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Delilah. I appreciate you coming on tonight. Thank you so much. 
Thank you guys. Be blessed. I hope to talk to you guys very soon. Okay? Take care. Thank you. Bye, guys. Yep, bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, a final word. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast. You can visit our webpage at from the shadows podcast dot or contribute to our Facebook discussion page called after the shadows and tweet us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. (laughs) <laughs> God only knows what's hiding in our shadows God only knows what's hiding in our shadows When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.